You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be with you. And welcome to a very special edition of Around the Table, broadcasting live from Hadikat al uh the Garden of the Mehdi at Alton, Hampshire. I have with me our regular guest panellists, Adik Ahmed Bhatti and Ahmed Salamullah. Welcome, gentlemen. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, it's a, it's a, a beautiful uh, morning here at Hadikat al-Mehdi. We're, we're on day two of the Jalsa Salana, our annual convention of the Amdiya Muslim community, which we hold every year. Uh, it goes back to the time of the founder of the Amdiya Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, may Allah be pleased, peace be upon him. Uh, who founded the Amdi Muslim community. And in fact, the first Jalsa Salana, or the annual convention, was held in Gardian, which is a small village in India, uh, in 1891. And I there were just 75 um, attendees of that very special Jalsa Salana. It's amazing, isn't it, that when you see the, the blessings of uh, Allah Almighty upon the community, and the fact that from 75 humble souls, today we're looking at over 40,000, even in some jalsas around the world, which the Ahmadiyya Muslim community hold, of course, in, in all the countries nearly. There are over 40, 45, 50,000 people in attendance. And that's just testament to the great message of peace that the founder of the community brought. And in fact, he brought these two principles, which have been often uh, repeated and his Holiness, Hazrat Mirza Masur Ahmad, speaks um, often in his sermons with regards to these two principles, which are to fulfill the rights of God, our Creator, and to fulfill the rights of God's creation, human beings and, and animals even, every, everything under there. It is our responsibility. In one way, you could say that to fulfill the right of God is by serving his people. That's because, absolutely right, yes. Yeah. And the, um, the founder of the Amdiya uh, Muslim Jamaat, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed of Qadian, when he initiated the annual convention, the Jalsa Salana, uh, he, he gave it a specific purpose. In fact, there were four purposes. But let me just quote to, to you um, from his uh, announcement dated 7th of December, 1892. Um, and I quote, he says, do not consider this gathering to be the same as other ordinary worldly gatherings. Rather, the case of this is such that it is founded upon the pure support of truth and propagation of Islam. The foundation stone of this community has been laid by Allah Almighty himself, and such nations have been prepared that will soon come and enter its fold. This is because it is the work of that all-powerful being for whom nothing is impossible. And um, it's a beautiful extract. And as we walk into the main compound of Jalsa Salana, which is actually just a temporary um, set of marquees on uh, a farmland, Oakland's farm, I believe it was called, before the Jamaat acquired it, um, with marquees and tents and, and so on, there's a, a central area which houses the flags from all the communities that are being represented here at Jalsa Salana today? I think that's, um, that's almost like um, the, the must-see part of Jalsa Salana because it, it represents, the meaning behind that is so vast and so great. It's about unity, it's about love for creation, it's about love for God, God Almighty, and uh, it's about brotherhood, it's about loyalty, it's about humility, uh, you know, it's about sacrifice. Those flags... You know, they say paint, uh, uh, words, paint, uh, pictures paint a thousand words. And here, as far as the visual um, uh, element of seeing all those flags, is so much love just by seeing those and the unity that they represent and the, and the worldwide uh, <coughs> progress and success of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community in, in promoting this message of peace and harmony and, and loyalty and respect and tolerance. It's, it's, it's an interesting observation because if you compare this to other conventions where you have various people meeting, you have political gatherings, musical gatherings, sport events, and, but there are across the world also religious events. And one of them is, for example, the Hajj. Mm. 
mm. you could say. Of course, we're not comparing Jalsa anywhere to the Hajj, but it is a such an event. Now, Jalsa kind of fits in the same description, where it is a spiritual event. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, need to emphasize that it does not compare to the Hajj uh, at all, but it is, like you say, Edmund, uh, a spiritual gathering. It's not a... People don't come here to, you know, enjoy themselves and have nice food and, you know, have a meal and, in, you know, for, for physical enjoyment. It's much more than that. It's a spiritual experience. You've come, you come here for these three days to reconnect with uh, your creator, to find yourself and the purpose of your being uh, through prayer and through uh, reflection and through listening to the profound speeches of uh, Khalifa Hazrat Mirza Masrur Ahmed, may Allah be his helper. He delivers five keynote addresses across these three days and each minute of those um, addresses is, is replete with pearls of wisdom and it brings us back to uh, the, our purpose in life. The, the, the Promised Messiah actually uh, states that there's four main purposes of his convention. Number one is to increase one's communion with Allah the Almighty. So basically, you know, spiritually connecting with Allah. Number two is to bring uh, those brothers who have passed away to pray for them. Uh, and then number three is to meet new members and increase the brotherhood. And finally, it's to gain increase in knowledge. So if you actually look at uh, the Jalsa, uh, I had the opportunity last night to go around various exhibitions. Mm -hmm. And I would strongly recommend any guests that have come here to go to each exhibition. Uh, there's several of them to each spend time, read through it, understand it, and go to each exhibition because they've put a lot of time and effort in putting them up. And they all have their own purpose, from humanity first to Al-Islam. For example, they have all their own purpose, and I'd strongly encourage everyone to go to each one of them. You know, the um, <clears throat> as Ahmed has so eloquently said, that the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, mentioned that one of the purposes of Jalsa was to actually come and pray for those who had passed away. Now, you know, this is something very, very special and very unique. The fact that we have this opportunity to gather, and in our own, maybe in our own time, or maybe collectively, the fact that we are praying for those who have passed away, that's not generally heard of nowadays, you know, in this modern connected world. It's something very, very spiritual because when you, we believe as Ahmadi Muslims, certainly, that when somebody passes away, they are still the recipient of our prayers. And we believe that as a result of those prayers, God Almighty will, have, will show greater mercy and shower his grace upon them, upon the deceased. And, how, I just wanted to, as you were saying that, I was just thinking how amazingly beautiful and how deep that just one point is, just that one point is that we're praying for those that have passed away and we're respecting them and we're giving that honour to them and I, I just think that's so, so humbling to be honest. So on Friday after, uh, before the Maghrib and Isha prayer, uh, all the, an announcement is made for all the deceased uh, across all, all MDs that have uh, passed away in the past year, and in the United Kingdom, in, um, I think, yeah, in the United Kingdom or even uh, international, but it is made, and um, it's actually very humbling mm -hmm. because you come across people, you know, relatives, family, and it puts in perspective, um, you know, for people, it, it builds a connection. Mm -hmm. Indeed, uh, and just coming back to the brotherhood, I I just love. Um, and, and you'll see pictures of this on the socials, uh, Voice of Islam, uh, as well as Jalsa Salana and uh, Al-Hakam and, and the other uh, organs of the Amdiya Muslim uh, community. But the, the meeting of individuals from different parts of the world, and they meet as if they've known each other for years and years. The beautiful, you know, countenances, face, laughing, joking, and then going into the main marquee and praying side by side, shoulder to shoulder, behind the Khalif. It's just a beautiful, inspiring um, vision. Uh, Absolutely. Visual. Also, what's very uh, special, and I know we're going to talk about this in, in more detail, but this is the first almost international Jalsa Salana uh, of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community since uh, the COVID pandemic. And <clears throat> I, I, I'm walking around yesterday, and we're all, the, the presenters here, of course, we're all serving in different departments. 
and uh, I, I'm in press and I was walking around and, and you know looking for people to talk to about their experiences but it was just so beautiful how people are meeting one another and it's it's just wonderful people who hadn't seen each other perhaps for four or five years mm -hmm. and the embraces were not perhaps you know the five second embrace they were long lengthy embraces and you could see the love that was there oh how are you how's the family how are the kids how's the wife you know uh, okay let me come with you you know let's sit and listen to the next session of the jalsa and you know that is again i use that word humbling because that's what it is if you're humble then spiritually of course your heart is very soft and it opens this is one of the blessings of Jalsa, that it makes you very humble mm -hmm. and grateful, actually, to be honest, yeah. grateful to be alive, grateful to be part of this community that, that is all about love. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. And uh, in the uh, previous show, Mrabi Sman Bhaktsab was, was talking, I was listening as, as I was driving in, and he referred to it as a uh, MOT, and we'll come back to that um, after this short break. Uh, so we're going to a short break. Be right back. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio, broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Assalamu alaikum, peace be with you, and welcome back to a special edition of Around the Table, broadcasting live on Voice of Islam Radio from uh, Hadikat al Mahdi, the Garden of the Mahdi here in Alton. It's a slightly windy and wet morning, but that hasn't dampened anyone's enthusiasm to attend the Jalsa Salana. Yesterday was uh, the Friday, it started with the Friday sermon of the uh, Head of the MD Muslim Communities, Holiness Hazrat Mirza Masrur Ahmed, may Allah be his helper. And I think I, I personally don't recall seeing the marquee as packed on a Friday afternoon as I did yesterday. It was completely packed. There were people outside uh, also sitting in the um, extension marquee. And beyond that, there were people outside as well. Absolutely. The marquee is much larger than it has been for uh, the UK Jalsa, which is also now you know, back to being an international Jalsa. And what I mean by that is that anybody who wishes to attend, including the dignitaries and, and kings of countries and presidents, are, are, you know, attend. But the marquee, you're absolutely right. I, I was told yesterday that the marquee capacity is about over 30,000. And it was, it was, uh, there was no space. And like you said, the adjacent marquees, Again, they were full as well, and there were people outside. Uh, you know, plastic sheets were laid on the grass, and people were outside listening to His Holiness, and then having that blessed opportunity actually to be able to offer prayers behind His Holiness. And there's thousands and thousands. And um, the weather being a bit warmer today, I think it's certainly going to increase attendance. Um, and uh, it's amazing, isn't it, when when we reflect back and we look at the Jalsas? Uh, it's such an attraction. There's something so magnetic. And this is why His Holiness, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, has said this is no ordinary gathering. There's something extraordinary that attracts Ahmadis from around the world to be able to attend Jalsa and just be in that moment, to be part of it and to be grateful. And, you know, being very real, who knows if we're going to get that opportunity, right, next year or the year after. So to be here now... You know, I, I'm so, I'm so, just personally speaking, I'm so grateful. It's just so nice to see so many people who are thinking exactly the same thing. Mm. It's just so beautiful. It really is. And as you said, it's the first um, international Jalsa after COVID. Um, for many people, this is the first time they will be seeing His Holiness in the flesh, praying behind him in the congregational prayers, listening to his um, sermons and his speeches directly. If you look at the, I was there um, for the Maghrib and Isha Namaz last night, and I've never seen it this full. Uh, this hall, to your point, is probably about 25, 30% larger than last year's. Mm. 
and if you actually um, I was uh, able to be in a green area I turned around I could not see where the last row finished and that was at Maghrib Inisha even yesterday if you looked at the Juma prayer mm. the hall was at maximum capacity as you mentioned and this is Friday Friday is you expect probably the least amount of people mm. Saturday and today and tomorrow um, yeah we expecting uh, uh, Hosea has mentioned up to potentially uh, well, around 50,000 so this is going to be by far the largest gathering of largest jolts we have hosted inshallah in UK yeah and um, I think you mentioned kind of difficulties people um, obviously there are difficulties the weather is um, difficult for some elderly people to it's muddy many people can't walk that far although there are buggies on hand to assist them um, but if it was a normal event people have second thoughts it's raining it's muddy uh, we'll just watch it on tv but the magnetism the attraction of actually being there is completely different it's it's completely different and we know real examples and this is not just one there are thousands of examples around the world where people have saved for over a year maybe two years just to be able to make the journey to jalsa to be able to listen to his holiness to be able to experience the sheer spiritual I suppose you could call it a spiritual joy and a spiritual delight to just be here just to step foot on 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 the muddy grass let's say you know <laughs> and and experience eating together and praying together and um, uh, talking to each other and, and socializing with each other there's so many aspects of this Salana it's so comprehensive and so unique that people save like I have said and, and people are willing to make that journey even if it means being stuck in traffic perhaps or for hours and hours mm. or you know coming all the way from further afield from the north and all parts of the UK certainly even parts of Europe uh, there's a quite a healthy um, attendance this year uh, from uh, Ahmadiyya Muslim community in, in Germany mm. and the national Amir himself is here and you know and, it's and, and he rode on his bike didn't he absolutely Along with i think it was 40 uh cyclists yes, they rode 40. physically all the yeah. way from germany to and it's kind of a, become a tradition now isn't he where he leads this gaffler of cyclists across germany and yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, into yeah. the into the united it's kingdom amazing. it's amazing magnificent it's, it's such an effort and 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 i i say jokingly i, I can just walk a few meters and i get tired <laughs> and so you know hats off to yeah. uh, the national president uh, for, of germany and all the youth and the youngsters that are behind him because that is amazing and there's also another reason that they actually do that is to promote Jalsa Salana, to promote that they're Muslims, they're Ahmadi Muslims, and they're going towards the message of peace, literally being then part of that message of peace in the moment, in the now. So you mentioned about the um, that people have saved money for across a number of months or years. So the Promised Messiah actually mentions about that as well and says, um, put a little bit of money aside, you know, from time to time to save up rather than burdening yourself at the end. So there is some uh hikmat in there as well mm -hmm. um which is quite interesting because i've never thought about that uh from that perspective because uh this year is with economic hardship with a higher yes. inflation it's going to hurt people's pocket even more so this uh hikmat is actually more prevalent now than it's ever been before yeah indeed, indeed. it is and and it's just it just goes back to the uh, what rufi said about the testament of the 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 attraction of jalsa salana which is that by hook or by crook, they say, you know, people will get here, no matter what, what it takes. They're, they're willing to sacrifice whatever they have to make this journey and to stay here. And we're actually relatively uh, very developed now, go back 120 years odd. And when the Jalsa was held originally in Qadian, which was the birthplace of the founder of the Ahmadi Muslim community, His Holiness Hazrat Mizza Ghulam Ahmad, peace be upon him, things were much more difficult at that time and and the years after because it was a, a it was a long journey it was a difficult journey there was there were hot days cold uh, and yeah, cold sorry sorry yes cold days cold days and um, but the journey itself can be quite tiring and and those some people were walking some people were in carriages and horseback and here we are of course fast forward and things have become so easy we can drive here and it's it's just so much easier isn't it and and or we can get a plane and we can so 
there's so many different variations and it's so beautiful isn't it there's so much that one can talk about it's just joy and it's um each year or decade had their own challenge uh, so if you look at the uh, Jalsa during Rabwa time, Khalifa mm-hmm. Sani, uh, he used to have five, six hour long speeches in heat and, you know, just stand there and talk for six hours. It's one thing is doing it. The other thing is also being on the other side um, in the open marquee. So it is, uh, f- um, how, it is interesting to see how it's developed over years and to uh, at this point how we've developed ourselves now with uh, um, facilities. Yeah, indeed, and um, Hazur, um, uh, Mia Lovey's helper, um, alluded to the the fact that the volunteers in here, specifically in the UK now, are quite developed, having the guidance of the Khalifa uh, over the, this period. The first, uh, he mentioned that although there were uh, smaller Jalsa Salanas over the course of the years, but the main, the, the first big Jalsa Salana, which was held in Islamabad, which was Tilford, Sheep Lane, wasn't it, uh, in 1985. And, and he mentioned there was probably around about 5,000 people in. And we thought, oh my goodness, this is massive. How are we going to support these people? How are we going to provide food for these people? How are we going to provide shelter? How are we going to provide car parking? All of these things were very novel to the UK Jamaat the, to, to hold an event of that scale and that magnitude. You know, I'm. Uh, I laugh because I'm of that age now that I can fondly remember yeah. uh, being responsible for painting the barracks, which were originally in Islamabad, where the first jalsa was held, the, the first large-scale mm-hmm. jalsa, and we would be there for weeks, painting and putting up uh, metal fencing and having, you know, being very thrilled that we're part of Gate Two and we're doing, you know, we're letting the cars in in Gate Two. And the marquee, and, and you look at the people there, and now you think back, and you think, at that time, like you've said, you said, you, we were thinking, wow, so many people. And fast forward, mm-hmm. oh my God, now, you know, marquee is the capacity of 20,000, 30,000, and parking for thousands and thousands of cars on site, you know, uh, I don't know how many marquees are actually up, maybe 250 at least, maybe three, maybe more. Now look, 5,000 people you mentioned now, yeah. in this yeah. weekend it's times 10, yeah. you know, 50,000 yeah. people. And 5,000 <laughs> people, just the volunteers. I yeah. think this year, <clears throat> I was reading somewhere that there were up to 7,000 volunteers working yeah. uh, tirelessly um, to make the Jalsa Salana experience as comfortable as possible for our guests. Uh, not our guests, but the guests of the Promised Messiah. Mm. Because that's the, the foundation of the Jalsa Salana, is that we uh, are welcoming the guests of the Promised Messiah. You know, there's something very deep about that itself, that they are guests, not they're not our guests. You know, when you take that away and it becomes not personal, and you think of the fact that they are, or as we've been told quite rightly, they are guests of the Promised Messiah, then you know naturally that humility, there's an attraction, isn't there? Humility comes. They're not our guests. We have the honor of serving them, yes. you know? And the real example of, of that and how the Ahmadiyya Muslim community works is that if, for example, any one of you ask me for directions somewhere, even though we're a team here talking on Voice of Islam, or you ask me, I'm hungry, can you get me some food? You are, my, you are a guest of the Promised Messiah. And that's the beauty of it. You know, that uh, all of a sudden it can become very deep and very spiritual. Even though we're talking to one another, we know each other. We know where we're going to go after this, this, uh, this show. But we are also the guests, and and that I think, you know, that's that's a message for the world as far as, you know, what are the key points to establishing peace? And one of them is this, you know, be humble, and everybody has to have the respect and the love that they deserve because they are guests of the promised Messiah. And I think that's just a huge thing when we really think deeply and we, we ponder over these things. It has a very deep meaning, you know. And this comes from actually uh, from a lot of traditions and a lot of religions about, you know, be kind to your neighbor. Mm. And even in the Indian subcontinent, it comes from, you know, about looking after your guests. But within the Jalsa, it comes to a next level. And I'll give you an example. I had an opportunity, uh, well, someone asked me last year to stay at their house. Uh, as a guest and I was like you know I don't live too far away I can go no he, he, enforced, he forced me almost to stay and the sacrifices they did to the extent 
I was so humbled. I almost felt embarrassed staying there again, you could say, because even, you know, his mother, who was uh, probably in her 70s, she offered me her bed because she knows I was you know, one of her volunteers working till late. She goes, no, no, you need a bed for yourself. I'll sleep on the floor. Obviously, I did not accept that. But the sacrifice people are willing to make for the guests of the promised Messiah takes it to a new level. And this is something that um, I've not seen outside you know, this Jalsa. But this also started back in the time of, of Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, the promised Messiah, because we have stories and recounts which are, and narrations that um, even the promised Messiah would not sleep in his room and he would allocate that to guests. And there were people actually in the um, uh, the, the place in between the bedrooms, you know, the space in the house, wherever the space was, people would be, Jalsa guests would be sleeping there. This is the level of sacrifice that's required. And I tell you what, it's the best feeling in the world. Once you've done it, initially it may always be that, oh, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, how are we going to manage? But once it's done, in three days go so fast that one is really grateful for that opportunity. And again, it's another, again, I use that word, it's it's humbling. And it's important because it grounds us, it keeps us, you know, there's no ego. Mm. It keeps us firmly attached to the ground. And that's the only way you truly you can appreciate and recognize spirituality, right? Indeed. So, and I was just going to say, just coming to that point, which is a really important point, is that one other purpose of the Jalsa is to inculcate in us the moral um, training, to elevate our moral standards, to you know become true Muslims in the sense that, that we are trying to reflect the the attributes of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah, to a, a smaller extent, but being as hospitable as he was. He was the, the ultimate, but even if we can get a glimpse of, of that in our own uh, embodiment, that's that's a true purpose of Jalsa as well, isn't it? So, if you listen to Hazur's um, khutbah, so our Khalifa's khutbah from yesterday afternoon, uh, in the first session, um, for the whole hour, hour and a half, he mentions about how to spiritually, morally, morally develop yourself into the next, to the next stage. Um, and this is, uh, I strongly urge everyone to listen to it because I know me can justify it or speak about it within two minutes. But one thing which I wanted to speak about uh, briefly was when Atik mentioned about the ego part. So you have 7,000 volunteers here from doctors to engineers to IT to chefs across a variety of different background, different education, but they'll work next to each other with no ego. They'll clean, they'll cook, they'll serve. Um, best example is I have, some, I have a doctor who's making tea at the moment, for example, in a um, tea market, yeah. tea store. So that kind of gives you a great example that there's absolutely zero ego. You've been given a task and you fulfill you it. Fulfill it. Yeah. That, that's, that's quite amazing. And, and like you say, it's incomparable to other uh, events, isn't it? We've got, you know, probably one of the top surgeons in the country and he sat the swirling a pot of tea in order to serve the guests of the promised Messiah. And, and next door you've got, you know, one of the top IT consultants and he's there chopping onions in order to make food for the uh, guests of the promised Messiah. And on the ladies' side, you know, you've got top, top yeah, psychiatrists and, and doctors and, and they're there helping you know, elderly uh, women come uh, into the market. I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful scene. It's, it's, that's unity. That's the unity of the Ahmadi Muslim community. That's what binds us, that we are brought up from a very, very young age, you could say from birth, to recognize that it's not about us. We have to serve others. And that's our role and that's our responsibility. And, you know, what goes around comes around. You serve enough people and they will serve you. So you're not going to miss out on anything. And that's the beauty, you know. But the proof is in the pudding, as they say. Mm. Uh, it's fine to think about it and talk about it. But those who want to see it in action, visit the Jalsa Salana mm. or watch it on MTA International or, or listen to it on a, on, on a streaming service like MTA Online. See it for yourself and you will see that everybody is collectively either serving or um, helping one another and it's just so brilliant uh, and it's amazing to see it's across all age brackets yes. 
So even myself, when I was a uh, five, six year old, serving water in a, you know, in summer, it can get really hot in the tent, mm-hmm. uh, in the marquee, so you're serving water. But now even nowadays, you see seven, eight year olds with, uh, with bottles of water handing them out. It's phenomenal, and they want to do it. And they actually ask, first thing they, I used to ask when I was a child is, what do I get to do this year? It's an excitement in helping and mm-hmm. serving Absolutely, and you feel like part of a team then. Absolutely, and and when it gets hot, you, as you mentioned in the marquee, you have the the youngsters who are called atfal uh, al You know, the, the ones who are under fifteen before they go to the move to the Ahmadiyya Muslim Youth Association, and um, they've got their water bottles and their cups, and they're going around thousands and thousands of people, and there's so much energy and they're smiling. And <laughs> we know this year, His, yes. His Holiness has mentioned specifically that. Always keep smiling, yes. and the smiles are beautiful, aren't they? Everybody is smiling, and it's so nice to see. It's so warming, and a smile can can do so much, can't it? You know, if you're feeling a bit down, or you've been perhaps stuck in traffic, or you know, you, you you're just feeling like tired. Somebody smiling at you, and this is multiplied by thousands, by the way. You know, it just changes your outlook on everything. And th- th- this, um, I want to say, hikmat. The English word would be wisdom. Wisdom comes from uh, the teaching of the Holy Prophet of Islam, which said that a smile is like a, char- is like a charity, charitable act, ch- a charitable act yes. which uh, there's a lot of uh, wisdom in it. Mm-hmm. Because whilst you right now don't have you know, the means of helping someone financially because they don't need it, but what they need maybe is just someone mm-hmm. to smile at them mm-hmm. to make their day go better. Yeah, that's, uh, there's actually a, a narration that Hazrat Aisha, uh, peace and blessings of Allah be upon her, has said that... Um, she had never seen anyone smile more than the messenger of Allah peace and blessings of Allah be upon him you know and and, and we see that today as an example with his holiness mm. uh, our, our beloved caliph because when we go to see Hazur we, we, we refer to I say the word Hazur because that's what Ahmadis refer to with love it's mm. a word of love for his holiness but when we speak to his holiness or we see his holiness there's such a beautiful smile and there's so much love that you can you can feel that love, you know, that energy. Um, and that's just so, so beautiful. Yeah, it's it's genuine care, isn't it? Mm. Genuine care and love uh, for the members of the community. Um, I think you said that um, watch, you know, if you can't come, watch it on TV. Watching it on TV is one thing, isn't it? Actually, experiencing it is a completely different oh, thing altogether. Totally, totally. So, I, I would humbly request that if you can um, come to uh, Jalsa Salana uh, in Alton, um, then you should make every effort to do so. Um, experiencing it is actually a life-affirming, life-changing experience. I think coming to Jalsa is ultra HD. You know, <laughs> in today's uh, you know technical words, you know. It's 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 4K or whatever you want yeah. to call it. It's it's real. It's happening, and it's you're literally in the moment. And I think <clears throat> there should be an opportunity for people to come in and witness it, even if it's literally as a guest. If it's yeah. for half an hour, yeah. come and see it. Because as soon as you step onto this blessed land, you will feel that energy. And sometimes it's difficult to explain or talk about. You have to feel it. Yeah. So you have to be there to witness that. And I can guarantee, <clears throat> excuse me, that you can carry that feeling with you. It will last for days after the Jalsa. You'll f- still feel that, that energy. Yeah, and the guests that have come uh, in previous years, you know, we've been fortunate, Atik and I, to work in the press team uh, over the years. Um, and meeting them, and it really is eye-opening. I mean, they, there are, you know, there are people from different backgrounds, you know, from... Um, cabinet ministers all the way to kind of our local neighbours here mm. they come they see they observe and, and and they have a big smile on their faces saying this is absolutely incredible like, there was what goes yeah. on there there's also something <clears throat> that I forgot to mention earlier which which is also part of this Jalsa we often hear um, you know generally we hear that uh, we are all God's creation we hear those words often don't we you know and uh, that we're all brothers and sisters to one another and everybody is our neighbor and love thy neighbor. And You know, this is the opportunity where you come to Jalsa and as you, you both eloquently said that you've got physicists, you've got Nobel laureates even or, or uh, in, in days gone yeah. by, but you've got um, 
those who have been knighted, you've got yes. uh, even uh, ministers, you've got people <coughs> who are <coughs> at such a, a level that they're serving in The Hague, for example, and uh, scientists, uh, teachers, academics um, from the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. But when they come here, truly they are on the same level. Everybody is exactly the same and whether it be picking up litter or serving somebody or stirring that big pot, uh, you know, dechka they call it, a big uh, pot of tea, which by the way is truly delicious. Um, and I will have some after this, yes. by the way. But uh, you know, this this level is is seen, and you have to you have to witness that because even I'm surprised sometimes. You know, with all honesty, you, you go and you're standing next to somebody serving you tea, for example, or um, saying, "Oh, can I help you take your take your shoes off?" Anything? Aren't you the, the top surgeon in the UK? And you think, "Wow, you know, it really humbles you, doesn't it?" I get surprised every time, but that's the reality of it, and it's basically. Uh, uh, those words are a reality at Jalsa Salana is what I'm saying. You know, everybody is on, on the same sheet mm -hmm. and grounded. Yeah. I want to just um, refer back to um, the writings from the Promised Messiah. Peace be upon him, Hazrat Muzabullah, who we believe to be the Promised Messiah, Imam Mahdi. Um, and he, he wrote in his announcement, Again, the same dated 7th of December 1892. He goes, the key purpose of this convention is to enable every sincere individual to personally experience religious benefit, to broaden their knowledge and to keep their understanding of Allah Almighty by the grace and opportunity given by him. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the fundamental reason why we come here is to get that spiritual uplift that boost of <clears throat> spiritual energy um not only listening to the uh, speeches of, of of the scholars uh more important listening to the speeches of his holiness hazard mirza through ram and may allah be his helper but praying in congregational prayer where you've got you know someone from the african continent on your right someone from europe on your left someone from you know asia in front of you someone from you know the chinese continent from behind you it's just a it's an inspirational scene, isn't it? It's it's beautiful, and and again, it goes back to that point that it's a moment of reflection and to ponder about creation, about God, about spirituality, about unity and compassion and brotherhood, and and <clears throat> it's an opportunity also to ask for forgiveness because life is hard. Okay, let's be real. Life is full of ups and downs. We don't know what each day is going to bring, but there is one constant thing. One, we were born, and two, we're going to pass away. And that's a 100% guarantee as far as the passing away. Everybody is going to leave. So it's time to reflect and ask for forgiveness and let God give you the strength to do better in life, become a better person, a husband, father, role model, someone at work. <clears throat> it's all about improving, improving oneself, you know. Thank you, Deep. Um We'll uh, take a short break. Please do continue to join us. We'll uh, talk further about uh, the Jalsa Salana, the annual convention of the Amdiya Muslim community, uh, what the uh, program is for today, which is Saturday, the second day, and tomorrow, uh, the third and final day. So please continue to listen to Voice of Islam Radio and join us straight after this break. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be with you. And welcome back to a very special edition of Around the Table, broadcasting live from Hadikatul Mahdi, the Garden of the Mahdi, the site of our annual convention, the Jalsa Salana of the Amdiya Muslim Community, United Kingdom. We're broadcasting from a field. It doesn't feel like it. The, the studio, mashallah, is... is uh, full of mod cons um, and we're talking about the Jalsa Salana, the annual convention uh, which was established uh, by the founder of the Amdiya Muslim community Hazrat Mirza Hulam Ahmed, uh, peace be upon him. Um, we're in day two Ahmed, um, for those that missed uh, the Blessed Friday yesterday uh, proceedings perhaps you can just talk about uh, what happened, what took place yesterday. Sure. So, um, traditional, it's uh, Friday is a holiest day for Muslims, and uh, there's no, no change here in the Jalsa. So, uh, His Holiness led the Jummah prayer at one o'clock, 
uh, and after Juma there was uh, lunch. And what happens on a Friday traditionally uh, before the first um, integration, before the first speech is the flags are raised. So uh, His Holiness alongside uh, with the usually it's the Emir of the country uh, will go to the flag stand and raise the flags of the United Kingdom of the, and of the Jamaat and the Earth. Um, and that was around uh, quarter past, half past four. And after that, there was a speech on, which I mentioned earlier, about morality, spiritually, how to spiritually uplift yourself by His Holiness, which I'd strongly, strongly recommend for all the listeners to read and ponder upon as well. And uh, upon the, f- the conclusion of the, so after the speech, uh, there was dinner and then the mass. Yeah, so... Um started with with uh, Friday sermon and prayers and yeah. concluded with the Maghrib and Isha yes. prayers uh, and then early this morning we had the congregational tahajjud prayer which is the kind of voluntary prayer that uh, is recommended for, for Muslims to, to pray usually it's done in isolation uh, individuals um, pray for the pre-dawn uh, the early prayer um, but but here at Jalsa, a special feature is that it's done in congregation, and that's a very um, spiritual and uplifting and, and enlightening experience where you've got literally thousands of people who are uh, joined in, in a very emotional prayer. And that's at 3 a.m. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people um, which actually have been to a Jalsa, they'll know that after Maghrib Isha finishes the um, evening prayer, about 10, 10.30, by the time you get to bed, it's about maybe midnight, 11 midnight, and then you're up to 2.33 for the uh, voluntary prayers. And that's um, and if you go in the marquee, you might think you're the only one going in, but once you get there, you actually uh, realize that there's a whole new world. It's like, it's like daylight inside there. And 3 a.m., obviously, there's no daylight. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so literally thousands and thousands of people join. And then uh, His Holiness comes to lead the, the Fajr prayers um, and, and breakfast is uh, served. And the, the formal proceedings of the second day of Jalsa Salana started at 10 a.m. this morning with the recitation of the Holy Quran with its Urdu and uh, English translations. Um, and there are some really uh, phenomenal uh, speeches by scholars uh, today so at the moment um, Mr. Mohammed Ibrahim Ikhlaf who is the uh, National Outreach Secretary of the League uh, for the Amdiya Muslim Community United Kingdom he's delivering a speech on the need for the Imam in light of the writings of the promised Messiah uh, in English and that is translated and that's another thing actually which we haven't mentioned yet is the number of um, translations that go on um, of, uh, in particular uh, of the speeches of uh, His Holiness um, the Caliph Hazrat Mirza Masrur Ahmed may Allah be his helper um, I, I think there's around is there eight to ten uh, simultaneous um, translations going on yes I know in all the major languages um, we have headsets uh, offered to our guests uh, it's the bro- the proceedings are broadcast obviously uh, on Muslim television Ahmadiyya the global international uh, television uh, channel of the MD Muslim community and the translations are, are, are also broadcast simultaneous translations of the speeches going on it's yes so I've had opportunity years ago to actually translate from uh, English into German Wow and that was a um, to say it's a very challenging uh, experience because uh, ultimately you are listening to speeches and at the same time you're absorbing it and you're retranslating it you're making sure the message gets across to the listeners real time and you've got a very large audience not just within the Jalsa but worldwide so if I was translating into Germany you'd understand that thousands and tens of thousands of MDs in Germany are listening to it as well uh, so it's quite a um, it's it, it's a gift that people have which can translate real time indeed uh, and so the speech after that is by Dr. Fahim Yunus Qureshi who is the uh, Naib Amir so um Deputy Amir of the Amdiya Muslim uh, Community United King, uh, United uh, States of America and his is a very interesting topic scientific proofs of the existence of God uh, which uh, will commence at 10.50 uh, 
and uh, following that at 11 there's uh, there's uh, Urdu poetry but the speech after that is Khilafat is surety of order and that's by Dr. Zahid Ahmed Khan who is a uh, Southern of the Ghazal border in the United Kingdom, Jamaat. That's happening in the uh, men's marquee. And simultaneously, actually, in the ladies' uh, marquee, the ladies' Jalsaga, uh, there is a parallel uh, proceeding going on. And there's some uh, excellent um, speeches going on there as well. So, if I may, I'll just uh, share with our listeners what's uh, going on at the moment. We've got advancement of Lajnai Maila under the blessed guidance of Khilafat. Lajnai Maila is the ladies auxiliary organization which is uh, for all ladies. It's run by the ladies uh, for the ladies of the community and that's being delivered by Mrs. Farzana Yusuf who is the outreach secretary for Lajnai Maila. Following that we have a speech, a role of MD women to establish peace in society and that's being delivered by Mrs. Shamin Bhatt who is the uh, assistant uh, Southers, assistant uh, president of the uh, MDA Muslim Women's Association. Uh, and then finally there's a speech, My Journey to Ahmadiyyat, The True Islam by Mrs. Gutsia Ward. Um, so the, the, these proceedings are going on in the ladies' marquee. And then um, His Holiness, as uh, Mr. Masoor Ahmed, may Allah be his helper, will go directly to the ladies' marquee where he will deliver a keynote address in the ladies' marquee. And we used to, I, I certainly used to as a young man, kind of see it as, as always delivering a speech to the ladies. But actually as I've grown older and reflected on it, the speech is for everybody. The speeches for me as well as for my wife and, and my children. It's just that he's delivering it in the ladies' marquee. The message is for the whole community. Whenever His Holiness delivers a speech, regardless of where it is at, whether it's, you know, in the ladies' marquee or the men's marquee, whether it's for Humanity First or the um, IAAAE, uh, the con of his speech is relevant for every single individual whether you are Amdi or non Amdi because it will ultimately make you a better person bring you closer to God Almighty I think that's that's a very important point what you've just said because it uh, it, it <clears throat> has perhaps sometimes one, one, one might think that oh it's going to be for the ladies only but the points in there are just as important for any member of the community anywhere in the world and His Holiness himself has mentioned that when I deliver an address, irrespective of where it is, the members of the community should, should take advantage mm. and listen and, uh, and learn because there's always something. And you know, let's say the speech in the ladies section was about um, spirituality as far as uh, you know, women are concerned. And, but as, as someone who's married, it's something, if I listen to that and learn something from it, it'll help me to become a better husband, right? So that's what it's about. And this is not like, oh, it sounds all very nice. This is real. This is, you have to practice what you preach and to be able to recognize a message and then be able to ad adapt that at home. That's, that's just great because His Holiness's objective is, is very straightforward and very simple. It is to give us the tools that we need to become closer to our Creator. And that's brilliant. I mean, that's the purest message that one can get. So it's only us that we will lose out if we don't listen to it. So this is an opportunity for us to, to listen and to learn, to become better people and to, prove and to improve ourselves. Because ultimately, the closer the relationship to God Almighty, the better when we pass away. I mean, it's as simple as that, isn't it? You know? Indeed. Indeed. And then later on uh, this afternoon, His Holiness will deliver a, a second speech today, uh, this time in the men's marquee. Uh, but that one covers the favours of God Almighty, the blessings that God Almighty has bestowed upon the Amdiya Muslim community worldwide. And the um, head of the Amdiya Muslim community, Mayor Labi's helper, articulates uh, all the, the work and the service that the community has done for the betterment of society, be that in Africa or America, Europe or Asia, you know, the development of hospitals, the development of schools, the development of uh, educational institutions and so on. And this speech is done once a year and is very specific to be, is delivered in the UK International Jalsa, yeah. where normally other Jalsas around the world, uh, annual conventions, you have 
you have Friday, Saturday, uh, the ladies, uh, speech at the ladies' marquee, and then on Sunday, where in the UK there's a fourth speech, which is a Saturday afternoon uh, by His Holiness, and he'll, to uh, Ruffy's point, will actually go into detail about all the, I guess, all the blessings yes. from the last 12 months. Yeah. yeah, indeed. And that's where we find out how many new members of, uh, of uh, the MDM Muslim community, how many blessed souls have joined the community mm. just in that previous year and so on and so forth so that in itself is you just feel so um elated don't you that you belong to this godly Absolutely. community it's such a um, important session that that second session where that's uh, the third session should i say where his holiness recounts the the divine favors of god and but because it's also related to what the community has done how many hospitals it's opened schools um, how many people entered the fold of, of the Ahmadiyyat? Also, it's to do with uh, the amount, number of surgeries that have been achieved, and uh, for eye hospitals, for example, it's to do with how many publications uh, of the various books have been um, have been done, and it's a representation of all that is positive about the community that's been happening as far as outreach um, and and increasing spirituality and increasing the community. And, and, I'm, and I mean increasing the community in the sense of people who themselves have willingly wanted to join and have read that message. And, and that's just, that's a, it's a very important session. Yeah, um, and, and for those who, for those detractors who say, oh, what has the MD Muslim community done for the world? For, yeah, for, uh, yeah. Just listening to that one speech, if nothing else, if they've got no other inclination, if they just listen to that one speech, I think they're, question is answered you know just in the last 12 months this uh, his holiness kind of answers that one uh, question this is what uh, the md muslim community has done for the betterment of the world and it's not what the md muslim community has done it's what god almighty has enabled the md muslim community to do to humbly achieve and, uh, through and his I, blessings and yeah. his grace and i think one very important point all is to remember is that it has to be put into context that all those achievements, which, for example, His Holiness will speak about today, are done by members of the community, a community which is self-funded. Mm -hmm. That's very, very important because we do not rely on any donations from anybody outside of the community. We are not a burden, mm -hmm. certainly far from it. So everything that's been achieved is done by the members of the community worldwide. Now, when you put it into that context, you know, I would very humbly say those listening perhaps to this live session to tune in and listen to the success of the community and then, you know, uh, ponder and reflect that if this is not a divine community, then what is it? I just wanted to mention, I know we're coming towards a time and yes, I think there's one topic uh, or one um, message that I want to uh, give to our listeners is about the importance of uh, looking after your guests. Mm -hmm. Uh, a few years ago, we had, um, I think, I wouldn't say it's a protest, but we had some uh, Christian brothers uh, and sisters which were outside uh, by the main gate with a cross, and they were giving their message of, you know, Christ, uh, Christ has come and so on. And um, when uh, Hazur found out that they're there, he said, oh, we, you know, bring them in, feed them, look after them. Uh, they are the guests of the promised Messiah. So, um, and then... While I was actually driving into the car park, I saw them at the front. But an hour, two hours later, I saw them with, the, you know, in the marquee eating next to me, nearby me. <laughs> and they're walking through all the exhibitions, asking questions. And, you know, the guy still had his cross on his shoulders. It's a, it was a giant cross, um, you know, about six foot tall, a fit, six foot uh, big. And he was carrying it all around Jelta with him. And, you know, he was uh, asking people various questions. And this is something which we promote from the very, you know, from our very roots, which is looking after your guests and whether they're internal or external. Mm. Mm. I think that's also, you know, you've touched upon a very important point, which is, and because predominantly we've been speaking about Jalsa and Ahmadi Muslims and, and guests, but the Jalsa is an opportunity where we invite and we welcome guests of all faiths, denominations, cultures, backgrounds, belief or no belief, irrespective of who or what. It's come here, experience Jalsa, and just be happy and, and come and enjoy, you know, mingle, socialize, make new friends, see the brotherhood, see the living representation of that word brotherhood. If you want to see what it means, you want to visualize it, come to Jalsa and you'll understand brotherhood. 
And Rafi mentioned the program. And sis, sorry, and sisterhood as well. Yes, yes, brotherhood and sisterhood. And the Rafi mentioned the program that is uh, for Saturday. There are so many more programs happening in the mm. various marquees. marquees yeah. Like there is uh, one for tomorrow, for example, which I know is which is about science and religion, mm-hmm. in the Tablik uh, marquee. So there's, um, you know, this is the official program here. But there are so many more events going on throughout the whole day. So I would very encourage all our listeners who are attending the Jalsa to make sure you give your time to these uh, um, to the presenters. I remember actually yesterday as I was headed headed home. I walked past the marquee and it said uh, PAMA, which is the Pan-African Ahmadiyya Muslim Association. And they were holding an event after the, 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 the general procession proceedings had ended after this, the address by His Holiness. And it was, again, totally jam-packed. And it was, it, and I walked in, I actually walked in and I sat, I wanted to see and just be part of that experience as well, because it was just beautiful to see uh, our African brothers, one with their association. Mm-hmm. But also the fact that you know they were having this uh, very important discussion, and again, it's 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 the best of everything, isn't it? You know, you can be uh, inclusive or exclusive within this brotherhood and sisterhood that is Jalsa Salana. It's just amazing to see that in action. Indeed, uh, we've uh, literally got a few minutes left, and uh, a talk on Jalsa Salana uh, wouldn't be complete without mentioning the International Bath Ceremony, which takes place on the Sunday afternoon. Um, I know we, we've talked about the purpose of, of Jalsa's spiritual reformation and getting close to God Almighty, but uh, personally speaking, the Bath is, is, is an opportunity, and the Bath is basically initiation ceremony where His Holiness leads the members of the community uh, in uh, repeating words uh, that were originally proclaimed by the founder of the Amdiya uh, Muslim community when he initiated his companions. But it's a, it's a moment of reflection, isn't it, of, of where you are as an individual, where you're, how close you are to being a, a true Muslim in the truest sense of the word. Um, becoming closer to your creator and lifting your your moral standing as as per the guidance from our planet. I mean, we can't justify the bad uh, the play and uh, bad within the next few minutes. But just to give a re, uh, small overview, the word bad actually means to sell oneself to the Almighty. So in a way, it's like a it's almost like a deal which you say, you know, I give up my life, my soul to you know the Almighty. It means you are. Um, pledging yourself yeah. to the community. I mean, yeah. I, I, the, but the bath is, is the international initiation ceremony. It's something that profoundly touches the hearts of everybody. And again, it's very difficult to, to talk about it because it's something very personal and it's very spiritual. And it's, it's all about unity and again, to sell oneself to God. To sell oneself to God in the sense that you are humble and that you lead a righteous life where you help everybody irrespective of faith or no faith it's about giving yourself up to to become the best that you can and I remember uh, um, last year I was I, I managed to get into the main marquee at the initiation ceremony and I'll just give you a flavor of what happened was it was it was so busy of course and we were waiting for the arrival of his holiness and uh, there was one gentleman next to me and and he was he was talking and he was talking about, oh, this is going to happen now and we're going to do this. And he was, of course, going to be taking part in the bath. But, you know, as soon as the bath initiation, the word started from His Holiness, you know, he started crying so much, like the thousands and thousands of others. But that just really made me extremely um, volatile, you know. And, and, and of course, I, I joined him in that moment. But... It was just to see how that initiation ceremony can change somebody within a few seconds merely. That all of a sudden, when you hear the voice of the Caliph, that, you know, uh, when he prays that God, please forgive me for my sins. And we, when we echo that and we say we pledge allegiance to, you know, loyalty and, and serving the country and everything good. Uh, it's just touching. It's it's amazing moment. Thank you, gentlemen, uh, for uh, your contribution today. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed our discussion. Uh, Jazakallah. 
May God bless you. Uh, sadly, we've come to the end of uh, our program today. Um, I'd like to conclude by uh, quoting from uh, the writing of the Promised Messiah, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, peace be upon him, uh, talking about the Jalsa Salana, the annual convention. And I quote, he, and, and this is a prayer that he prays for all the attendees of, of Jalsa Salana. So he goes, I conclude with a prayer that everyone who travels for attending this convention, that is for the sake of Allah, may Allah the Exalted be with him, reward him in abundant measure, have mercy on him, ease up for him his circumstances of hardship and anxiety and eliminate his anguish and grief. May he grant him freedom from every single hardship and lay open for him the ways of achieving his cherished goals and raise him up and raise him up on the day of judgment among those of his servants who are the recipients of his blessings and mercy. Amen.